behind you. It's the Invisible Man. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how I can see him. Yeah, it's it's like an It Follows kind of thing. Yeah, I slept with the Invisible Man. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, we're talking about that one movie that we just mentioned. <laughs> and, and we might play some Scooby-Doo game later. Yeah, but first, uh, uh, Mini Nuggets. I don't think we remembered to mention this in our all minis episode but i couldn't remember they just sometime put a whole nother season of craig of the creek on hbo max and i was really excited about that just like they also now have ed and eddie Mm -hmm. on hbo and i was just complaining about that i did retweet like the day it came out onto the nerdy nuggets profile Uh like guys it's out yeah. So okay. people did see, All but right. we're just but letting the people who, on the show, if you don't, don't follow our Twitter, then you wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. And then speaking of like new shows, um, we watched somewhat recently the first episode of The Great North. Way up here, what? you can breathe the air. What? Catch some fish. Oh, gaze at a bear. Wow. What the Which is made by um, the same people who did Bob's Burgers, or at least... A lot of the same people, I think. I don't yeah. know if it's all the same. Lauren Bouchard? L- yeah. Lauren Bouchard? Something like that. Yeah. It takes place in Alaska. It. I like it so far. It's It's hard to tell off of just one episode, but I, I thought the first episode was funny. I yeah. like the characters. I like the Alaskan setting. I like that these char- characters are older than, like, the Belcher kids, and I didn't feel like it was trying too hard to just be Bob's Burgers. No, I do want to say that... I, I'm waiting for that moment where I feel like really attached to the cast. Yeah, it hasn't it's happened hard yet because there's only been one episode and I don't think the show is coming back until sometime in February. Yeah, the the the, the Belcher family and Bob's Burgers are also iconic. Yeah. And you've like you've known them for, for so years long and years. It's like you really feel attached. When, when to I them. think about it, when I watch the very first episode of Bob's Burgers, I feel like I felt kind of the same way as I felt with the first episode of the great north so yeah because i've definitely heard people point out that the first episode of bob's burgers is like the roughest one oh which is not shocking it's not pilot episodes are always like usually kind of weird and not quite the same as the rest of the show yeah and it took them a while i think for the characters to kind of like become themselves Mm -hmm. because like characters will kind of like grow whether you want them to or not once you've created them and they keep going and these characters just haven't had a chance to do that yet so I think there's a lot of potential for them and I'm excited to keep watching it. Also, I feel like there's going to be a ghost because I think there's a ghost in the, the oh, intro, in the intro yeah. scene. Um, I also want to mention we watched on HBO the Bee Gees documentary mm-hmm. last night, which I thought was really interesting. I'm a big Bee Gees fan <laughs> because my mom listened to it a lot. She had like a big um, CD collection of like their greatest hits. So I grew up listening to a lot of their music and I, I love a lot of Bee Gees songs, especially their like older kind of ballad-esque songs they're sort of Mm beatlesy era kind of songs and it was cool to watch documentary about them yeah i had never listened to a lot of bg songs that weren't just like the top five Mm -hmm. bg tracks so it was cool getting to hear some of the other stuff i'm definitely gonna have to go back and listen to a lot of their discography yeah and i think a lot of the ones that you hear the most are their like disco hits which i love which are great um but a lot of my favorites are ones like, um, I can't think of the exact title, but um, I think it's called like a joke or telling a joke or something like that. But that's one of my favorite like ballad Robin singing yeah, songs. I, th- I think my favorite BG song is I Slept with the Invisible Man. Um, <laughs> I'm not familiar with that. Oh, one. it's great. I, I play a cameo in that one. Yeah. I 
has slept with the invisible man. He's not easy to see, but he won't leave me alone. Ha! <laughs> I just gotta say, like, I I grew up listening to ABBA a whole mm-hmm. lot, so the Bee Gees reminds me of ABBA, yeah, especially with their disco stuff. So mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Did you have any ABBA mini nuggets? I do. Um, just the other, I think it was yesterday. Uh, the Resident Evil showcase happened where they were announcing new content mm-hmm. and the new game. I've only seen the trailer. Renata hasn't seen anything, so she doesn't know what it's about. No, I don't. Um, it's I called... didn't even know there was a new game coming yeah, out yeah. until just now. <laughs> it's called Resident Evil. Eight hmm. village oh and it has a freaking amazing gothic fantasy setting really there is this big booby uh <laughs> duchess who's a vampire uh-huh. who everyone is hot for online i love her character design's amazing and i didn't realize i saw this character being drawn and i'm like who's she now i know yeah watch the trailer it's super fun it goes back uh you go to this old village where there was like a mass murder haunting hmm. thing, but it's all related to like the zombie outbreak. Interesting. So in this is past. like prequel. Kind it might be pre. It might be jumping between time. I yeah. don't know, but there's now. Remind me, there was that like VR game that came out a few years yes. ago. Was that a so Resident Evil game? It was, but they were trying to like kind of reboot the series. But this feels like classic Resident Evil combined. Yeah. With all the good things about the VR. Yeah. Which is nice. That's I feel cool. like the main character, she's going to, I think it's a lady. She's mm-hmm. going to be more memorable than just, nobody knows just who the- Man with arms. Man with arms. And then sometimes his, not arms. One's, one's dub. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm i very optimistic about it. It looks really cool. Yeah. You'll have to show me the trailer later. It slaps. I mean, do you want to watch it now? And yeah. And say your reaction? Ah, right? Yes. Isn't wow. it gorgeous? And like having this big gothic mansion kind of makes me think of um, the the earlier Resident Evil game where you're like in the house. Yeah. This feels like if like Resident Evil and Castlevania mixed totally. together. That looks cool. Does it? Because like the last one didn't really appeal to me at all. I don't like the um, the hillbilly. Yeah, it's just it's so overdone. Yeah. But this looks cool. I'm always yes. down for a spooky gothic castle kind of thing. Yeah, I like that they're trying something new. The monsters look creepy. Yeah, they kind of look like um, Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. orcs. All right, so The Invisible Man. We finally got around to watching this movie. We did. It took us a while. I just never end up liking to watch like scary movies and stuff around Christmas because it's just not the vibe I'm going for. Well, I want to be completely honest. The The Invisible Man concept and everything is very like hit or miss. Mm-hmm. So I, I just I didn't know if I was going to like it. Yeah. And I wasn't sure going in how much how scary it was going to be or if it was going to be mostly suspense and I will say they managed to make it scary because of just the situation. Yes, the the concept is mm-hmm. very creepy and they did a really good job with it. Yeah, it's interesting the route they took using this, you know, he's this like abusive person in a relationship and that could have gone too far, mm-hmm. but it was like really kind of perfectly depicted where it was just realistic enough, but also like has these scary supernatural ish elements yeah. yeah we were saying multiple times like oh it's like it follows it kind mm-hmm. of feels like it follows. but like worse because you can't even see when he's coming yes i was hoping there was going to be something where um this spoilers spoiler warning yeah <laughs> uh if you want to watch this movie skip ahead i'll put the time code in the bottom 
but we're getting into spoiler territory now. I thought there was going to be something where on, on uh, electronic devices, mm-hmm. if you used your camera, like that would be interesting. It was going to cause it to glitch, or you'd be able to see an outline or mm-hmm. something, or like how, a Snapchat filter, ha- or like how they say, like, oh, there's certain things you can do to tell if like there's a camera in your hotel room or something yes, like that. Something like that. But well, I, maybe they thought that would make it too easy for her to find him too quickly, so. And maybe it's like, oh, he's it's the super advanced tech, so it's like invisible even to cameras and stuff. Yeah. Um, the suit. It was creepy. The fact that it was just like nothing but cameras, it gave it kind of an eerie look. It was trypophobia city. <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. It didn't make me look away. I'm mm-hmm. getting better at it. Did it help that it wasn't particularly organic looking because it was like mech-esque? No. No, that that didn't help. No, because it felt like my brain went to like, oh, this is someone who's like turned into like a cyborg thing. Like it was like nanites or something. Uh It's like an electronic zombie. (laughs) Honeycomb zombie. Yeah. It wasn't great. Um, It was a very interesting concept and um, design. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to go into it. It really made me think of Candyman Mm. because especially like, again, spoilers, um, She's meeting with her sister because she snuck into his house and she like found an additional suit and hid it. So she's like, oh, this is going to be my proof that he's not dead. Right. And he's got something that's making him invisible. And so she's meeting her at a restaurant and he like takes a knife, cuts her throat and then puts the knife in the other girl's hand. So it makes it makes it look like but like she was the one who did it. And. I, I was I at first of all, I was like, are there no security cameras yes. anywhere in this restaurant? Multiple times. I was just like, well, I know she sounds crazy, mm-hmm. but how would she get a knife from the kitchen? Yeah. If she just walked in. Yeah. How would you get? Nobody saw her get up. It was a giant butcher knife. Unless it was supposed like... to be a knife that she like took from the house because she did pick up a knife from his oh, kitchen. That... So maybe that was the same knife. It could have been. I, I'm not sure. But I also thought because like the tables were not super far away from each other. I would almost think any somebody if they out saw of the movement of their eye would have seen this knife like go floating and then fly. Because it her held hand. behind her for a moment. Yeah. So. But that it, was nuts. It was. An and an that's what made scene. me think of Candyman because it, it, it went to this whole thing where like now she's being charged for this death and she has no way to prove that she's innocent and she sounds crazy because she's like my invisible boyfriend made me do it Mm -hmm. kind of a thing and so like nobody believes her she's now even more restricted and trapped like her uh he like her ex made sure right from the get-go to start messing with her relationships just like you would you know, when you're trying to isolate somebody mm. in an abusive relationship. And that's like, she keeps saying like, this is what he does. Mm. This is what he does. He cuts me off from other people. He like send an email to her sister, making it seem like she was trying to cut her out of her life and made it seem like she slapped her friend's daughter so <sighs> that, so that he was like, Oh, I got to get my kid away from you. Like, I don't trust you. And that was the scariest part of the, the yeah. final act of the movie is what sold it for me yeah because it was so intense it was so crazy yeah and then her breaking out of jail or mm-hmm. prison and um the killer going after her friend's daughter yes in the house all alone yeah. i was like oh hell no uh-huh. and that's that's what i was waiting for was that just like super intense like gut churning like yeah oh my god nobody's there uh-huh I kept like throughout the whole movie, I kept like looking for moments of like, how can she get evidence? How can she prove that this is happening? She had moments. And I feel like 
the first one that kind of would have worked, at least for the guy she was staying with, is that he was taking pictures of her and his daughter in bed. And she found his phone in the attic with those pictures. And she found her like missing her designs and sketches and stuff. Yes. And so I was thinking, okay, if she could at least show him this phone, she's like, how did you could be like, how did I take this? I'm in the picture. Mm-hmm. Who took this picture? If, like, if it's not him, it's someone. Somebody is doing this. So you have to at least believe that I am not crazy that somebody is messing with us. Or if, even if you're like, if I take the phone, he's going to get it somehow. Mm-hmm. I would have taken because she knew at the time he wasn't near her. Yeah. I would have filmed myself. In the Mm -hmm. attic. Don't even need to say anything. Just like show yourself in the attic and then show the phone in your hand with the photos and like scrolling through. Yeah. So you have Mm -hmm. footage of what was there. Yeah. Or at the very least, like, because that was it was around that time that she like races out of the house and like jumps in that car. It's like as soon as you get that phone, like stick it like in your bra or just like hold on to it really tightly and then just make a run for it. Yes. What I was really wishing, I didn't know if at this point she had already taken a knife from the kitchen when she went up to the attic, Mm -hmm. but when she's like looking over the edge and she can like kind of tell he's probably right there and then she pours the paint. Yes. What I was wishing she could have done is I wish she could have like looked over and been like, Oh, I don't know if he's there. And then just stab, just like stab straight down before he has a chance to move or react and just stab him right through the suit. Yeah, I'm, I almost wonder if at that point, if she fully didn't understand if it was science or if it was something otherworldly, like if it was. I like, think she knew it was science because she knew that he was like this, this scientist working yeah, with all true. this crazy stuff. That's what she was telling people is that like he worked in all this crazy optics research, like he must have had like, discovered something. That's the game that it played on the audience, though, yeah. was like, what is happening? Uh-huh. And, um... I thought the ending was very satisfying because I was really afraid that it was just going to end with this. Oh, it was his brother and he was a victim in all this. So like, look, we did it. We figured it out. You're safe. And he was a victim. And she's just like left going like now I have to look over my shoulder for the rest of my life and just like, oh, you're free. But are you He's Mm -hmm. still going to come after you? And I love the way she set him up in the end because she like. 100% 100% got revenge. She got him in oh, yeah. almost the exact same way that he killed her sister. Mm-hmm. Where at first she was just going to see if she could get him on tape, like admitting that he had done it. Yeah. But I think from the get go, she knew he wasn't going to. Mm-hmm. And that, that scene, I was just like, oh, oh, girl, do it. And then she, the way okay. she acts in the end, she's like, runs like, oh, oh my, my God. God. Oh, I have to call 911. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, she like checks her cue and like mm-hmm. uh, points out to the camera and like make sure she's yeah. like in frame. It was perfect. Uh-huh. It was so good. And she must have just like perfectly timed it to where she could put the suit on, do that, and then just run back to the bathroom, take it off again, and then walk out like, oh, I was just fixing my makeup in the bathroom. And yeah, and they have no idea that there's a second suit. Mm-hmm. So and she took it with her. So I wonder if she's going to go do more invisible stuff now. <laughs> I feel like she'll probably want to destroy it because she's like, this is evidence or evil. Yeah. Either or. She's mm-hmm. like, I don't want this to get in anyone's hand, the wrong hands. So. Maybe she'll become a vigilante. Hey. Invisible vigilante. Yeah, this is a prequel Killing to like abusive a, boyfriends. Yeah, she's like a DC uh-huh. hero. There were a few times where I was like, I don't know how he's doing this. Like he's following her so much, even when she's in this like high security, like psychiatric prison hospital place i don't know how he's like getting in and out of places how he's always following her getting through locked doors then you find out that the brother was helping yeah so that must have been helping them like be in more there must have been two of them at the same time at certain points yeah 
still. Mm-hmm. It was just like, how are you? Do you have a diaper? Yeah. The suit? Like, <laughs> he never pees ever. <laughs> then people would smell you shit yourself. Yeah. <laughs> there was little things where it was like, how are you being so quiet? Is there some sort of like, I know it's sci-fi, but it's like, is there something that's dampening your audio? Like, I'm guessing that I was guessing that maybe the suit, because I'd also like, you don't hear him like taking steps. So there must be something about the suit that is cloaking other things other than just the visuals. Like maybe it also like is it like softens the way you move and like cloaks your your sounds and stuff in some way. One of my favorite tropes is when like all the other characters in a movie think someone's insane. Uh And then it's revealed to them that everything that they were saying Mm -hmm. was true. Yeah. So um, when her friend comes to rescue her daughter. Yeah and shoots the the invisible man mm-hmm. and he starts glitching into reality i was like yeah. hell yeah yeah and i was also thinking like as she's breaking out of prison and he's now like he's starting to glitch because she like smashed him with something and um that's when he like runs out and he starts like attacking these other guards and things and she's like look out he's behind you which also i was like that's sneaky i could tell what she was doing as soon as she's like I know what he wants. He wants me alive and he wants this baby. So I'll threaten to kill myself mm-hmm. and then that'll tell me where he is. And she's just like, got you. Yes. And I was like, yeah, girl, get it. But once he was like running out and he's attacking all these other people, I was like, well, now here's your evidence for sure. Even if you can't catch him right now, there is now several still living witnesses who saw an invisible person knock them over or saw this person who was like glitching out that's the thing is like it's still like the perfect getaway if he was able to get away mm-hmm. and get in his other suit then the suspect not the brother uh-huh. could have like he could walk onto a plane oh yeah no i'm not saying it's that insane. i'm not saying that that would catch him i'm saying that might at least prove that she didn't kill her sister yes might have gotten her at least like the benefit of a doubt because mm-hmm. now there's all these guards like hey we got attacked and it's on footage and yes. like because there's no way there's not cameras in this high security place yes um it did suck that her sister died yes but it was good that they had some closure like she realized it didn't like, leave off with them just hating each other i don't think she fully i don't know if she fully believed her that it yeah. wasn't her but she was just like you're going through something and i mm-hmm. know you don't hate me so what's going on yeah she agreed to meet with her, so that, that already that showed that she at least was willing to to hear her out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the ending was so satisfying. I love the way she, she pulled the surprise, like, mm-hmm. threw it right back in his face, because, like, that's what he kept t- saying to her. Yes. And I was just like, yeah. And he's like, he's, like, bleeding out, looking at her, just watching him, and I'm like, yeah, that's right, buddy. He's just like, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, we should call somebody. Yeah. Oh, no. I didn't know he was that unstable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect yeah. also the actor who was the abusive boyfriend uh played luke in the first season of the haunting of hill house mm-hmm. he's a good actor he's funny enough he keeps getting cast as these like kind of creepy abusive men right and luke was good but the yes other guy yes wasn't. so the, the uh, peter yeah peter quill yeah they were both they had kind of a similar like controlling manipulative vibe yeah the, the Invisible Man was worse yes. than, than the other dude Oh, was, totally. But still. Um, and the lead actress, I forget her name, but she's um, the Handmaid's Tale lady. Yeah. Overall, I really enjoyed it. I I liked it a lot, too. I liked it more than I thought I was going to. Yes. I don't think it's something like It Follows where I'm going to be like, oh, I want to watch that again. No. But it would be like if somebody asked me, like, is it worth watching? I'd be like, yeah, it's worth watching. Yeah, totally. Oh, you know what? I should have mentioned this in Mini Nuggets, but we also totally different kind of movie we watched dirty dancing for the first time because we've never seen it 
it's one of those movies that's referenced so often, but I never actually watched it. And so yes. we watched it. I loved it. I am... I really understand why people love it so much. Yes. And I forget the actor's name off the top of my head. Patrick Swayze? Patrick Swayze. He looked great. I get it. I get he it. He's beautiful in He's that. so hot. And he's all done up in his leather jacket and his tight black shirt. It was fun. Um, we also watched Grease a little while ago because I hadn't yeah. seen it. I hadn't seen it in a long time. And I love Dirty Dancing so much more than Oh, Grease. yeah. Grease is fine. Yeah. It's just fine. But I would much rather watch now Dirty Dancing or Hairspray before I'd want to yes. watch Grease. Uh, you were pointing out while we were watching it that um, it's really weird that the fashion doesn't look more because it, mm-hmm. it's, it takes place in the past. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like the 50s the or 50s. 60s or something like and that. And everyone looks like they're from the 80s. Yeah. So that's the only massive critique. Especially the main girl, baby. Yes. Her hair is just, she looks like she was just in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes. And... They didn't really do anything to her hair to make it look period at all. I feel like all the adults, it's like, yeah, they look like they could be in the 50s, but it's because they're like wearing like older clothes. Yeah. And because 50s fashion was getting a resurgence in the 80s, it didn't look even like some of the more retro stuff didn't look out no. of place in in this no. 80s setting. But that's probably contributed to it being like a smaller studio yeah. and like a smaller yeah we actually we watched the netflix little mini documentary about that movie before yeah. we saw the movie so i really like that we watched it in that order because mm-hmm. it like made me appreciate the little things a little bit more. yeah it's another case of a movie that like was super indie super low budget nobody expected it to work or to be popular it was like directed by a woman yeah. based on a book written by a woman and it of course blew up and was beloved and is now this cult classic mm-hmm. And it's just the the aesthetic of it is so cool. It's just like lots of pink and purple lights. It makes everything look very glowy. Yeah. It's just really cool. It was really cool. Really pretty. I loved all the music. I <laughs> I love Patrick Swayze's character because he just reminded me so much of like uh, the love interest in 16 Candles mm. where it's just this like, like the, the absolute like he's a bad boy with a heart of gold. Yes. And he's just, he's just tired of being used and nobody's ever stood up for him before. And I'm just like, this is how a woman absolutely wrote this. Oh, fully. This reads like all kinds of like YA romance and stuff that Anim- I am, that I am absolute trash for. Anime love interests. Yeah. It's just like, mm, uh, no surprise that this movie was so beloved. Yes. Dirty dancing, but it's Inuyasha and Kagome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one puts Kagome in a corner. <laughs> Sit boy. Sit boy. <laughs> it talked about some serious stuff and pointed it out did. some stuff without, without, you know, focusing on it too much, letting it still be like a romance movie. And yeah, it might have been something that was only allowed through because it was this indie uh, who I think up to that point had done like horror movies. Horror. Yeah. If this had been done by a big studio, they, studio, they probably would have been like, cut that out. We can't show that. Yeah, they would have to, like, allude to it. Yeah, they just have, like, she's in trouble, and it went bad. Yeah, and, and that's it's all like, you hear about it. It would not have the same emotional yeah. weight. Mm-hmm. Um, the resort was so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved all the stuff about, like, him teaching her to do the lifts. I loved the, that. It was so cute. It made the ending <laughs> so much more worth it yeah and just like oh we went through it we went through it with them mm-hmm. we got to see them like fail and yeah though because we had um 
we had watched that documentary before seeing the movie and heard about how in that end when he jumps off the stage he like really injured himself very badly so it was almost a little bit it was hard, hard. that part to was watch hard. that because you know that he's dancing through this injury and i'm like oh no patrick stop the, the, it's gonna haunt you forever the dancing leading up to that was really cool yeah though. and um <laughs> her mother when she's dancing leans over to her father and is like i'm sure she gets that from me yeah her dancing ability is from yeah me. her mother didn't really have a lot to do with the story for no. the most part but then she comes in when it's important like in the end well, when they like break he like breaks in and he's like we're gonna dance and her dad's like i'm gonna get up and huff about this she's like and she's sit just down. like sit down yes she was good. Yeah. Um, I do like that it was like a, a father-daughter. Yes. Story. No, I'm not saying that uh, her mother necessarily needed to like have a bigger role. But just I a just couple kinda, more I lines. just liked that even though she wasn't a big player, she still had a few moments where it was like, oh, you can tell she's on baby's side. Mm -hmm. She gets it. She's like, oh, look at him. I'm not going to cheat like this uh, This other this other lady over here. But I get it. Get it, baby. <laughs> oh, and when... Her father doesn't punch him, but it felt like a punch when uh, he, like, took back the grant from that guy. Yeah, that was so satisfying because, like, multiple times when he's, like, because <laughs> her father thinks that he is the one who got that other girl pregnant. Yes. And so he he's, like, how could you have sent her to that butcher and, like, got her in trouble and then just walked up to another girl? And I'm, like, why didn't any of you mention that? It was the guy who her sister was trying to go out with mm -hmm. that her dad is like all buddy buddy with because it was definitely playing with the idea that like, oh, her dad, you know, just assumes that the rich kid who's going to medical school is like the good guy and the boy in the leather jacket must be the bad guy. But it's like he's the one who's like helping his friend get out of trouble and is like taking care of her when this other guy was being the real the real mm -hmm. douchebag. It was so satisfying. Yeah. And I and that the little heart to heart between her and her dad, I thought mm -hmm. was really touching. Oh, it was so, so like, good. I let you down, but you let me down too. And you told me that I should always help people, but you only meant people like you. It was, it was really nice. I honestly get why people were obsessed with it. I, I would watch it again. It also, I love that actress. Yeah. I love her so in good. Ferris Bueller and I don't know what, if she's been in much else, but I yeah. just think she's really pretty she's in an interesting pretty. way. She doesn't oh. really look like anybody else I can think of. Can we? I know it was the '80s, um, but I really loved the like the appreciation her sister gained for her yeah. unique beauty. Like uh -huh. she was like, "Your curly hair looks great on you." Also, her her sister's terrible singing was really funny. It was so funny. Her little like da, stiff da, da. hula day. so good and then her awkwardly dancing at the end <laughs> in this hula outfit it was yeah. so good <laughs> it was a good february movie i think it's not yes. quite february yet but i'm already feeling like pre watching twilight and some other things pre-february pre <laughs> february. february do you want to play a scooby-doo game let's do it let's do a quick round i think um i think we have time to do a few questions okay i had this game when i was a kid and as i think i've mentioned before i lost pretty much all of my childhood toys and games at, at one point and i had always really like mourned the loss of this game because i love trivia games i've kind of started collecting them a little bit and i loved the scooby-doo game it, it's in this like scooby-doo shaped tin it's yeah. really cute and because it's a game from like the 90s or the early 2000s, it doesn't have it's not like my SpongeBob game where it has all of these questions for things I am unaware of. And it's just it's a really cute, fun little game. It's super cute. 
Um, the only thing is I kind of wish the dye was like purple and green. I know. I feel like they didn't used to do that with games. They didn't have like themed dice with board games when I was younger. And I wish they had. It would have been fun. They should have made them like 90s glittery Yeah, if it plastic. was like see-through plastic. Yeah. That'd be really cool. But he actually managed to find one on eBay that was unopened. It still had its plastic around the cards and stuff. It's and it was really cool. cool. It's super cool. Do you want to go first? Sure. So your category is Scooby-Doo and Family 2. What sport was Scooby-Doo doing when he meets the ghost of Captain Cutler? Oh, that's like original series kind of stuff. Yeah. Hmm. I love that episode, but I haven't seen it in so long. I don't remember that detail. I'm going to say baseball. (laughs) Baseball. I thought it was basketball, but it's Captain Cutler and he's like a sea ghost. So it was surfing. Oh, okay. Yo, yeah. Yep. Now nah, it makes sense now. Yep. <laughs> I remember that. I, for some reason, like when I think of sports, surfing doesn't pop into my head. I think no. of like basketball, football. But it counts. It, it is. I just didn't think about it. Not all sports. You can get uh, sniffed by a shark. Yeah. All right. This is the grab bag, which I think is just kind of like miscellaneous. Okay. What color are the letters of the mis- on the mystery machine? Orange. Yep. Hell yeah. <laughs> I figure maybe in a future episode we can do like a more in-depth a full game, game. But since we ended up talking about a lot of movies, let's just do a few ending questions okay. and then call it good. Behind the scenes. Oh, no. <laughs> what famous radio disc jockey was the voice of Shaggy all the way through A Pup Named Scooby-Doo? This came up when it we It was a question before, for me. But I don't remember the person's name. See, I remember what the name should sound like, but uh-huh. I, I never remember the full name. Yeah, I certainly don't remember. It was Casey Kasem. It was, it actually kind of popped into my head mm-hmm. as soon as you said, Cut, I was like, Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem. Because it's like a very, a weirdly like rhyming name. Yes. All right. Scooby-Doo, Scrappy and Shaggy traveled to Transylvania when Shaggy turned into what? A werewolf. Yeah. That one was easy. <laughs> what does Scooby-Doo usually say when he's happy? Uh, <laughs> I'm, why am I getting really hard questions? I feel like this. It's just the Scooby Doo Doo. Yeah. Okay. I feel like it could have been. It could have said, um, "What is Scooby Doo's catchphrase?" Yeah, that would have made more sense. Because I was like, "Does he say something specific when he's happy?" No. Villains and monsters. What ancient druid haunted a tennis tournament in the Warlock of Wimbledon? Is this like second season? I have no idea. This might be one of the special ones they did later or something. Is it a play on like court? No. I really don't. I wouldn't have known this. All right. Warlock Amthos. No, no, no. They have no idea who that is. No, 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 no. All right. One more round to each. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if I can answer one correctly. Well, I did one. You did. In a night of fright is no delight. The inheritance Scooby-Doo receives turns out to be what? Um, Confederate money. Yes. You got one right. (laughs) That was one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, it's a fun one. One. Says the green ghost. The green ghost. Who does Scooby Doo fall in love with in Scooby's Swiss Miss? I don't know what that one is either. Uh, he falls in love with the Swiss Miss gal. No, I would say this one is pretty generic as far as like who's always like hot girl dog in cartoons. Uh, princess. A French poodle. Oh, a poodle. Oh. Yeah, I just feel like whenever they, oh. they always like make girl dogs. Oh, poodles. I didn't know if she had like a name. Oh no, I just meant like what the breed. What kind of dog yeah, is yeah, usually yeah. like the like love interest lady dog? Yeah, 
Well, that was fun. Yeah. We'll play this more some other time. Yes, we will. Where can they find you? You can find me at Renata Ravenclaw on Instagram. Where can they find you? You guys can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Benji Campbell at LADNJI. Bye. Bye. Oh my God, he's right behind you again. Don't worry, I got my knife. Oh, We're stabbing. Yeah. Nerdy Nuggets was brought to you by viewers like you. If you have any viewer questions, you can send them to our email. Our email is nerdynuggetspodcast at gmail.com. We also have social media pages for Nerdy Nuggets. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Nerdy Nuggets. Send us your questions. We don't bite. I slept with the invisible man. He's not easy to see, but he won't leave me alone. I-